Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to another Sunday morning edition of the What Is Truth radio show here with you every Sunday morning for one solid, lively hour of good discussions looking into God's word to find out eternal truths. And we've been studying for the past number of weeks the first book of the Bible to find some highlights that God gave to us. So we're kind of skipping chapter to chapter, getting the highlight chapters and looking at the highlight characters. And we saw Father Abraham a few weeks ago, the man that uh, put his faith in what God's word said. And God said, I'll count it to him for righteousness. I'll make a great nation of him. I'll give him a land. Father Abraham was given a promised child, Isaac, and Isaac had twin boys, Esau and Jacob. And we saw last week a a beautiful portrait of how Jacob, even though growing up with his father, Isaac, a believer, and his grandfather, Abraham, a believer, it wasn't until maybe the age of uh, 30 plus when he himself went out on his own and had his first real personal encounter with God in chapter 28. And God wants us to have a personal encounter with him. You may have grown up in a church. I grew up in a church. My grandpa, my dad may have had a faith, but God wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And today we're going to come to maybe the favorite son of Jacob. He had 12 boys and we're going to learn about his son, Joseph. And it's a great picture. Amen. And many Bible students through the years have found that uh, Joseph is like an Old Testament portrait of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to look at the chapter, read the verses, and try and find some of the connections and connect the dots where we can see that Joseph is a picture of Jesus Christ. This is Dr. Michael Caesar here in our studios uh, with our good friends, Kevin Deegan, a very uh, devoted uh, Bible reader. We'll call him a Bible scholar, but we don't want to insult him and and a preacher. And uh, Mark Sassy, another Bible student and an evangelist that goes uh, door to door on his truck and talks to people about the Lord. We're going to dig into this 37th chapter. And if you say, this is the first time I've ever heard the show, I want to catch up. Go to the website of the church that sponsors us. The church is Grace and Truth Church. And you got to go to Grace and Truth Church. .org. I once went to Grace and Truth org and it was something else. You got a Grace and Truth Church, uh, one long word, dot org, and hit the uh, sermons tab, hit the YouTube button, and you can watch the old studies of the What is Truth program along with other teachings. And Mark, you've been kind of our leader in this uh, uh, teaching here, going through the characters. And today we come to Joseph, and he occupies the rest of the book. From chapter 37 all the way to 50. Right. The rest of the book of Genesis, primarily from chapter 37 to chapter 50, centers around Joseph. 
And Joseph is the great grandson of Abraham. Yeah. And the whole world knows Abraham. Yes. Right. And it was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now you've got Jacob's 12 sons and Joseph is the favored son. Yes. And the, I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes God says so much in like five words or five verses. (laughs) And here we've got chapter after (laughs) chapter of just one person. And this one person, Joseph, is from about 1750 B.C. This is a long time ago. And then uh, Moses is writing about this in about 1500 B.C. And yet it has so many connections, strong, undeniable connections to the Lord Jesus Christ, which came almost 2,000 years later. And here we are 2,000 years after Christ looking back on these things and saying, wow, look at these connections. What a picture. Only... God from above could write a book where he's connecting Joseph and Jesus. And I mean, especially from a Jewish perspective. Absolutely. I mean, if I was Jewish, which I'm not, but if I was Jewish and I'm reading the story of Joseph and seeing the connections between Joseph and Jesus and knowing that Joseph is, you know, so long ago in the Old Testament in a Jewish book. And knowing that to the Jewish people, he's one of the great heroes of their faith. Yes. I mean, they look back and they think very highly of Joseph, and they ought to. Yeah. Uh, the life he lived, Kevin, I'm not sure, in all these chapters we read about him, and even subsequently, so many of the characters of the Bible are favorites. Samson, David, Moses, yeah. Paul, they all, Peter, they all had some times where like they kind of stumbled and fell on their face and got all covered with mud and they had to clean up again. But with Joseph, I'm not sure you find any evidence of him falling like that. Why do you, why do you think there's so much, so many chapters devoted to him? I'm curious. Well, I think I think maybe because when I think of the Bible, okay, the Bible first wants to tell us the truth about God. Yeah. A lot of us are on are God is or not a God. You open this book and you begin to realize God wrote a book. And you're learning about the God that authored the book. Yes. And then as you look in the book, you realize he's trying to draw you to one point in history, which is Calvary and the cross, where his son did everything for all of us sitting at this table and all of us listening on the other side of these microphones. Yes. God has an interest in the soul. He wants to save the soul. He sent Christ to do it. And so in the Old Testament, he's kind of preparing these people for the coming of that Messiah. And he's kind of making a portrait of a man that lived in the Old Testament that lived a lifestyle similar to the Messiah. Wasn't the Messiah, but went through a lot of the struggles and a lot of the problems that the Messiah went through. So again, another picture. Yes. And if I can throw in just a lot of people think of the Bible as kind of a mystery. It's a little hard to figure out. But there's a key to this book, and the key to the Bible is Jesus Christ. Yes, He's amen. the Messiah, he's the Christ, he's the Savior, and he's pictured here through Joseph. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of Joseph before this chapter we're in, right? So there's a little bit of him in 30, I mean, his name is in there, he's born. Oh, all right, back when, right? Yeah. But now when we hit this chapter, 37... There's a lot. There's a story. It's almost like an autobiography or, or yeah. biography of yeah. him. Yeah. But, but this story, I went through here, and I have about 16 parallels between Joseph and Jesus. Amen. And the point is, uh, what I see here is we have later on, many, many years, and, and Mark was touching upon this, right? We have prophecy. 
this is prophecy, but it's yes. not the kind of prophecy people normally think of, right? Oh, yeah, instead of somebody saying, this is going to happen, this, it's like God right. wrote the prophecy in, in a man's life. In a, in a life. Yeah. And we can take the, the same exact things happen like, uh, well, I'll just name a few of them, like, they, there was an evil report we're going to see. Joseph was hated. Uh, they said, you're not going to reign over us. Uh, These are his were, own brothers saying These this. are his brothers. Yeah. And we can look at, we can then go to the New Testament, and we've got four Gospels. We have 13 epistles. We have multiple writers. Yes. How is it possible for all those people, thousands of years later, this another story of another person, Jesus, yes, and to get all of those details lined up, how would you do it with multiple writers, multiple uh, books, multiple epistles, yes. multiple gospels? And I've heard it said that there, if there were 48 prophecies for this, uh, I got 16 and, and you could get more just out of this one chapter. Sure, sure. Uh, 48, the possibility of that happening and lining up with... Another All man. these New Testaments, another man, thousands. It's like winning the later. lottery. I mean, it's ten to the one hundred fifty seventh power. That, that's that's bigger, for worse. just forty eight. <laughs> that's just forty eight. That, that's so, the one with one hundred fifty seven zeros after yeah. it. So you want to know, like, is this book is this book for real? Amen. How, do you, how would you possibly do that? And how would you get these different guys, fishermen and all different occupations, and, and, and a lawyer and a tax collector and all the people and, that wrote? Yeah, and then yeah. they. Echo this. How yeah. would you get all those details right? How yeah. would you actually do that later on? You it's, have, you it's have pretty to, amazing. You have to look at this, stand back, and say, this is God. Yeah. It yeah. has to yeah. be. Yeah. A supernatural not. editor is yes. directing but everything even, here. Even, yes. if, even if you wanted to do it, what would you do? Would you, like, hey, let's let's do this as a plot, right? <laughs> let's let's do this. And I'm going to leave this these notes. And 2,000 years later, somebody's going to pick up the notes and they could put the yeah. other side of it. Yeah, like, but, but, right there, but yeah. Even, even with that, there are connections where either Joseph was not in control or Jesus was not in control or he was willingly giving control to right. others. And all these events were happening yes. around him that are the same. Well, yes. And his 11 brothers, out of their mouths came the same words that show up in the New Testament Correct. about Jesus. Yeah, the same words. Amen. How would they know the words that Jesus, that the <laughs> right, people right. are going to say against 1,700 Jesus? years later, how right. are they going to know because that? Because like we were talking, he's the suffering servant. Joseph is suffering through this. Yes. Jesus, when his suffering, they will have an evil report. They hated Joseph. They hated Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Well, let's, let's read the story. Yeah, and right. then okay. we'll get into some of those connections. And there's also so many examples through the story and the, the telling of Joseph that are just fitting for our own lives because the Bible's an instruction book for us. Absolutely. It's an example yes. for us. Yes. And Joseph is a great example yes. for us. So in Genesis 37, the Bible says, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And the, the names of those would be Dan and Naphtali and Gad and Asher. Those are four brothers that he's out there with. Okay. Yes. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Hmm. Now Israel, that's Jacob, he loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. 
And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here, I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaf stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. Like they bowed down to it. Right. Okay. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he was the youngest brother. So I can see yes. the older ones said, we don't like this. Yes. <laughs> now can... he's going to have another younger brother, Benjamin, who's yeah. the 12th. But right now, yeah, he's the youngest. And verse 9, and he dreamed yet another dream. And he told it his brethren, and he said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. His father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? So the father is listening to this dream. Wait, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars. Okay, that would be the brothers, but... In that dream, like I represent the sun and, and mom represents the moon and we're going to be bowing down to you. Yeah. And he said, this is. Doesn't sound right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. In verse 11, and his brothers envied him, but his father observed the saying and his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. Yep. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren, tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. And the man said, They are departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. So I'm thinking back. Jacob, God really blessed him with Grandpa Abraham, I guess, had left an inheritance to him. And, and Father Isaac left an inheritance. Flocks and, and herds. And they had, they had a, a lot of acreage because it says, uh, I'm going to send you to the to your brethren. And, and he leaves the Vale of Hebron. So they're living in the village of Hebron. And he's got to go to the nearest village of Shechem and, and they must have owned some property over there. Yeah. But when he got there, his brothers were gone. They had gone to a near, I wonder why they went to Dothan. They, I don't know if they were <laughs> maybe taking some time off or, or going to have a party or what, what's going on. But, but still, was, they, were, they were wealthy people. Yes. God had promised Abraham, I'm going to give you some land. And he had given him a good portion of land. Absolutely. And, and so the father had sent Joseph and uh, he, he said, the man said, they are departed hence, for I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brother and found them in Dothan. Yeah. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. Interesting word the Bible has here. They conspired against him. You know, the Bible talks about conspiracies. Yes. And, and the conspiracies in the Bible are always against someone with the truth of God. Those are the conspiracies, the conspiracies against David, God's man on the throne, the conspiracy against the priesthood. These are God's priests with the book. Here's a conspiracy against a man 
who's obeying his father yes. like Jesus obeyed his heavenly father. And there's a conspiracy against him. Yeah. And we're going to see that in the New Testament. With, against Christ. They say suborn Conspiracies. testimony. Yeah. Right? yeah. So they conspired against him. False so, witnesses. So it's interesting. In our time, we hear the word conspiracy and we wonder, is it just some made up word? The Bible's saying, no, there are conspiracies down here. Amen. And they're usually against that which is right and that which is true. And that's why God Curious. would have us to read his book, Amen. because that way we're not yeah. ignorant of these things, yeah. right? In verse 19, and they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him. And you know, you know, you go back to those dreams. Yeah. Because he, he had those dreams, like you said, I, I've had this dream. We were in the field and and uh, your sheaves bowed down to mine and, and the sun, moon, and the stars. And he has these dreams. But I think what God is showing in the Old Testament is there are prophecies and the dreams are like prophets. God used to speak to the prophets in dreams. It right. says in the old days, I'm going to read the verse just to make sure people get it. It says uh, in the book of Hebrews, Paul explaining, yes, because this is a Jewish book we're reading in the Jewish Old Testament. He says, God at uh, sundry times, various times, and in diverse manners would speak in the time past to the fathers by the prophets and he would use dreams and visions and things like that. And so God is giving dreams. And that's true in the Old Testament. In the Old now, Testament. Now in the New Testament, he's not using those things. Now he's using his words. Because he said, Jesus said, now, now that the book is all finished, Jesus told them at the very end, I'm finishing the book and I testify, do not add to the words of the prophecy of this book and do not take away the words of the prophecy of this book. Blessed is he that heareth and readeth the words of this book we have. Amen. The Bible's complete now. Amen. Yeah. And, and so they're conspiring against Joseph and they want to slay him. And it says in verse 20, and they want to cast him into some pit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they say, and we will say some evil beast hath devoured oh, him. Oh, so they're, they're conspiring their plan. I mean, a conspiracy, I got to come up with a plan. Right. I got to come up with an excuse. I got to come up with something to happen. Come up with some facts, make something up. It's premeditated, meaning uh -huh. it's, uh, it's anything premeditated means that they just have guile against him. They, you know. God calls that iniquity. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a, a thought out sin ahead of time. You've reasoned your sin and conspiracy is a well-reasoned sin. God doesn't want us to be a part of it. I just want to say, in case somebody's not sure why they would be so mad at Joseph, the oldest brothers were like Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. Those were the first four. Yeah. And if anybody would be getting the blessing from, or the birthright, or the inheritance, you know, from Jacob, then it would be they would be first in line. And Joseph yes. is way down the line. But yet he had the multicolored coat, and he was favored. Yeah. And he was really young. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 17 and years old. And they're, and they're older. Yeah. So think of how many guys have a little brother. It's like you, the older brothers go out, you know, nowadays you go out to play basketball. It's like, you stay here. Right. You little, you know, you yeah. little run. We don't you want you here. taking like, along. So he, he, uh, and, uh, you know, different mothers. Right? right. And there's many reasons it could, could uh, look down on him like that. Yeah. And one thing on that on that distance, the the distance that he traveled when he went searching was another thing that I didn't think of until you guys were talking about it. Yeah. But that's also a thing where Jesus came from heaven a 
long distance. It wasn't around the corner that he went from Hebron to Shechem. That's 40 miles. And then he still got there and they weren't there. He went another 12 miles to go to Dothan. By by the way, a long time ago, when I was reading this on my own, uh, verse 14, uh, he, the father, sent him out of the veil of Hebron. Now, I noticed that's the, I think it's one of the only times in the Bible that they translated the word valley as veil. Hmm. And when I looked at the word Hebron, it sounds like almost like heaven. Yes. And it's a picture of Jesus coming across the veil of heaven yes. to find his brethren 2,000 years later. And so it's it's an interesting play on words that the Lord does here. I got yeah. that underlined in my Bible, just like what you're saying. Yeah. And he was doing as his father sent him. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And so we're down to verse 20. And they're, they're saying that we're going to say some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what would because, become of his dreams. In other words, if we can harm him, they're thinking those dreams can never come true. Right. And, and 2,000 years later, when Jesus is here, and the, he came to his own, the Jews, and the Jewish leaders did not want him. We don't want this man. They and, did the and same God thing, says, didn't they? God says, but it's prophesied yeah. he's going to sit on the throne one day. But you know, if we kill him, he'll never get to sit on the yeah, throne. They, As yeah. if by stopping him, we're going to stop the prophecy. They got together and said, we will say, yeah, yeah. or we will do. <laughs> yeah, here's, yeah. What, here's the plan, <laughs> right. right? And they're still doing it. Yeah. Talking about Jesus. But right? let me ask you yeah. this, Kevin. Right. Because um, God did promise that his son would sit on the throne and his son didn't get to sit on the throne at that particular time. And he still hasn't. So I guess they got rid of him. Is that prophecy not going to come to pass? No, it's just in the future. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. So so it's still sure and certain. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. There's, there are, you know, there's there's, uh, the first coming. Yes. And then there's the second coming. And that's clearly a prophecy of the future for us. That's right. Go ahead, brother Mark. Yeah. Amen. And then uh, now Reuben, he's the oldest in verse 21. And Reuben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. That's a good thought. That's good. Good for him. Yeah, It's good that he stood up. And then Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that's in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. So Reuben's thinking, I want to, I want to find a way to save this guy. I got to find a way to, yes. to help him. But my, I don't want my brothers to know there's more of them than me. I have a feeling as I've read the Bible, it's my own thoughts. I'm not sure that although Reuben was the firstborn, I have a feeling his second and third brothers, the, the younger son that would be Simeon and the one beneath him, Levi, were bigger and stronger. I have a feeling growing up, Reuben found himself in no time at all looking up to those boys. And that's why you always see those two taking the lead and everything and go, what's wrong with this picture? Because Reuben wasn't as strong. I can't overpower them, but maybe I can outthink them here and I'll find a way to deliver my younger brother. Amen. Yeah, That makes sense with the whole Dinah story a couple chapters earlier. And verse 23, and it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread. And just, they just uh, want to, you know, 20 paces. Well, I don't want to look at this. And are you, anybody yeah, hungry? I, you guys hungry? Yeah. And I didn't even mean, think about it. No conscience. No remorse. Yeah. 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 And, and, and they lifted up their eyes and looked and behold, a company of Ishmaelites come from Gilead with their camels, bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, 
Let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he's our brother and our flesh. Yeah. And his brethren were content. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I mean, at least we didn't kill him. We yeah. got rid of him. If we get rid of him, now the Ishmaelites are coming. Uh, they're in what we would call Israel today. Back then, it's called the land of Canaan. Yes. And uh, you know where that is, right next to the Mediterranean Sea. And the Ishmaelites are coming from Gilead, from let's say the northeast. And they're heading southwest across the Israel and go down to Egypt because a lot of merchants Trading. went back and forth in their trade. And Israel was right in the center. The merchants were constantly passing by there. I think that's one of the reasons God chose Israel is when you look at it, it's kind of in the midst of, you want to get to Africa from Asia, you got to go through Israel. You want to get to Africa from Europe by land, not by the Mediterranean Sea. You got to cross around, go through Israel. And right here, I can have the true God. And all these people are going to pass by and they're going to see the true God because God's thinking TV's not invented yet. So I got to make it so they can pass by. So here come these guys getting ready to sell. And uh, Judas says, hey, you know, we can make some money off this. They're going to pick him. They'll take him to Egypt. He's out of our sight. He's out of our mind. It's off our conscience. We didn't kill him. We yeah. even profited a little by it. Yeah, I mean, like you say, because Israel is geographically in the center there and yeah. all the trading and the travel goes through there, yeah. God set it up that that would be a natural blessing. Amen. You know? And and in the story here, we see the next thing, and then they're passed by Midianite merchantmen. Another group of merchants, And sometimes yeah. people get confused on this about, well, was it Ishmaelites or was it Midianites? Well, if you remember Abraham, he had his wife, Sarah, but then after that, he also had a son, Ishmael, through Hagar. Yes. And then later on, he got married to Keturah. Keturah and she had Midian. She had Midian. Yeah. And so the Ishmaelites and the Midianites, uh, you find that in the book of Judges where uh, the Ishmaelites wear golden nose rings. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, Earrings, Judges, Judges 8, yeah. Okay, Judges 8, yeah. verses 24 and 36. So these are I'm other right sons of Abraham. Yeah, so they're, by, they're, they're yeah. related, yeah. the Ishmaelites and the Midianites. And, and so verse 28, then they're passed by Midianite merchantmen, and they drew and they lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and they sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites <clears throat> for 20 pieces of silver. Hmm. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. And here and, he is carried off. Yep. It's the, you know, this is very sad, but true. And God is recording it for us. And this is how far? 1,750 BC or something? Yes. And men are involved in the slave trade, mm. something that God hates. Now, God hadn't written the Mosaic law yet, but in the next book, he's going to write the law of Moses. Yeah. Apparently, men hadn't written the laws against slavery, but God immediately told Moses, if anybody traffics in men or sells a man or a woman or a child, the penalty is death. God said, I am against slavery. The Bible never at any point in time condones slavery. So all his brothers were under a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, not a good right. thing they did there. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, Exodus 21, and the, 16. And then yeah. says that if anyone's caught doing slavery, put them to death. Amen. Yeah. And just like Jesus, Joseph had mercy on his brothers because they were under a death sentence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Later yeah. on. He's got the authority and the ability to have them executed. You're right. You're right. And he did. But he had mercy on him just like Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. And so here's a new paragraph starting in verse 29. And then the story continues. And Reuben returned unto the pit. And behold, Joseph was not in the pit. So when those brothers sold him, Reuben must have been at 7-Eleven or doing something. (laughs) He missed the whole deal. Yeah. And and they kind of did it behind his back. He, He 
maybe maybe he, he went have, might have done it on purpose. He might have gone behind there. a bush and got yeah. on the cell phone to his dad and said, yeah. "Listen, everything's going to be fine. I'll get him home in a little bit." Yeah. And then he comes back and he's gone. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny yeah. he wasn't there. They probably let's do this when Ruben's not watching. Uh, yeah, because he had right. said earlier, give us yeah, a hard okay, time. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, they knew his intents, yeah. and his intents were good. I mean, it says here he ran his clothes. He was upset. Yeah, you know, he's grieved, and and he returned unto his brethren and said, "The child is not." And I, whither shall I go? Yeah, I'm the oldest one. I'm responsible to dad. When I get home, yeah. what am I going to say? Exactly. Yeah. And they took Joseph's coat and they killed a kid of the goats and they dipped the coat in the blood. I noticed they didn't tear it up. They just dipped it. Okay. They dipped the coat in the blood. Okay. And they sent the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, this have we found. Now know whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it. Oh, yeah. And he said, it is my son's coat. Sure, it was a designer and, coat with a designer label. He knew right away how much right. he paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. I want to pause there for one second. Yeah. Jacob was known as a deceiver. Right, and he had deceived people in the past. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says that uh, how does it say it that um, your sin will find you out, but that's yeah. not the exact verse. Be I'm sure thinking. your sin will find you out. That's Numbers thirty-two twenty-three. No, or oh, you'll reap what you sow. That's Galatians six. Yes, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that and, shall he also reap. Amen. And the reason why I mention that is because the coat is not torn. And yet he says an evil beast hath devoured him. Yeah. And Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. How easily here Jacob himself is deceived. Yeah. And, I, you know, I go back to when he wanted to fool his dad and he wanted to steal a blessing that he was going to get anyways. And the mother said, you know, you you have a very soft neck. Let me put this a coat, the part of a coat on the back of your neck. And when your father feels, he'll think you're Esau. And so here he used a coat to deceive his father, now the kids are using a coat to deceive their father. It's a, right. quite it comes, a turn of play. It all comes around. Full circle, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, verse 35, and all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he mm -hmm. said, for I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. Yeah. And that's the end of chapter 37. But the story continues, like we said, more chapters. Oh, yeah, this is really good. Stick around for the second half of the What is Truth program after station identification. We'll be back with you. What is truth? What is truth? answers. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of the What is Truth radio show. We went a little long on the first half. We'll uh, cut short on the second half because we were reading uh, the entire chapter of Genesis, the 37th chapter, about a character in the Old Testament that from much of the reading I've not only done myself in the Bible, but Kevin, you and I have read a lot of commentaries. Most commentators say that Joseph is the greatest picture and portrait and type of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. There was a guy, I think in the 1800s, 
who had studied this and said he found like a hundred similarities between Joseph and Jesus. And we're just scratching the surface and we're seeing that here is uh, Joseph and he's growing up and he's finding his brethren are envious of him. Uh, They're angry at him. They don't like the dreams that he has, which are prophecies that are going to happen of Jesus. And they figure if we can just get rid of him and they sell him off into slavery to Midianite merchants for 20 pieces of silver. It sounds like someone in the New Testament that got sold off for 30 pieces of yes. silver. And and so we're studying this 37th chapter. If you have a Bible, uh, open it to Genesis 37, and we want to continue. Brother Mark, you got some good notes there. Let's follow along. Well, I was thinking as we've, we've now covered the story so far in chapter 37, and now Joseph is off in Egypt. Yes. But what we know about the beginning of the story He's he, he's the beloved son. Correct. Okay. And we see him as that. And he came about by kind of a, a miraculous birth of, uh, you know, parents that were older in the sense also that Jesus. Yes. Uh, it was a miraculous birth of virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son uh, in the New Testament. Yep, yep. And here in this, you've got, uh, it's not Rebecca, it's Rachel. Rachel is the mother of Joseph, right? With yes. with Jacob and Rachel, and she was barren for a while, yeah. and then along came she Joseph. had to wait a long time with a lot of prayer, and then finally, yes, she yeah. had that so, child late. So it was a little bit of a miraculous birth, and uh, one one of the other things that's a connection between Joseph and Jesus is that they both uh, spoke truth, and that they were hated for it. Um, he gave an evil report right there in the end of verse two about his brothers and what they were doing. And, you know, you find that also in, in the connection with Jesus where he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Yeah. And Jesus said at one point to his brethren, and he had younger, he had brethren when he was here, Mary and Joseph had children, half brothers, if you want to be technical, but he had brethren and, and his brethren, Uh, didn't believe in him, neither did his brethren believe in him, John chapter 7, and they were telling him, do this and do that. And Jesus said, you know, uh, my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. You'll do anything anytime. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. And so Jesus would tell the truth, and uh, people by our natural man doesn't particularly like the truth. Right. Because the truth is we're not as wonderful as we think we are. And God wants to let us know you're really not as great as you think you are. I was really stunned the first time I remember going to a church. And uh, here I am. I was about 39 years old. And I was a doctor. And I had worked at the burn unit. And I had been called to a lot of emergencies that had interrupted Christmas, uh, birthdays for the kids, uh, a birthday for my father. Oh, emergency, got to come in. And I'm I'm bending over backwards at all hours of the night doing these things. And now I'm sitting in a church and this guy is saying, and you're all a bunch of sinners. And I'm thinking, me, 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 a sinner. What are you mm. talking about? Do you have any idea how much work I do to try and, and take care of people? Yeah. And, and yet God wanted me to see, yeah, you do some good things socially. And, and then I think God might have said, did you do it for free? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you get a good paycheck for doing it? Yeah. And you take care of your family. If you come right down to it, I mean, deep inside, you've got a little sin. Even if it's not a lot, you've got some sin. All have sinned and you need a savior. Amen. And I didn't exactly want to hear that, but that was the truth. I needed to look in a spiritual mirror and recognize there's a couple of stains. Well, they didn't reject it because it wasn't the truth. They rejected it because they didn't want to hear it. Okay. Right? Uh, in Especially like in the New Testament and, uh, and people do it today, right? It's like, well, do you mean I have to stop doing this or doing that? Is that what you're saying? It's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to stop this sin or that sin. That's the way people are. Yeah. And uh, so you've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yes. And Jesus is standing in the New Testament talking to people yes. that studied that Old Testament. Yeah, so that's they knew right. that, New Te- that Old that's Testament, right? right? Yeah. And here they are looking at God himself, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, incarnate. Yep. And they wouldn't believe him. Yeah. And yet he didn't tell him something new, something off the wall. He said <laughs> in, in John 5, he said, for had you believed Moses, you would have believed me for he wrote of me. That uh-huh. whole Old Testament uh-huh. is about him. Yes. That's, that's what a, it's about. That, and that's by the way, that's a, that's a scary indictment now that you, for had ye believed Moses. What he was right. saying is, although you carry the book of Moses, you don't read it and believe it. You're just going it. through the motions. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Uh, it, it's, is that like, like a, a Christian today that maybe has the Bible but doesn't read it and doesn't believe it? Well, it's kind of like a four-leaf clover, right? Okay. I give tracks out to people. <laughs> I give them a track, yeah. and and like six months later, the guy comes walking by again, and I go to give him a track, and he pulls his wallet out, and he says, look, I got the track. Yeah, okay, like, that's my good luck it? charm. No, no, Did you but, read it? <laughs> well, but then he says, but if you, had, if you believed not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Yeah. Because the Old Testament is his word. And we're reading the writings of Moses right now, and they're showing the portraits. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Well, I was just, as you guys are talking about the importance of the word, right? Later on in the story of Joseph in Genesis, I'm not trying to jump around, but in Genesis 41 40, Pharaoh is speaking and he says, Thou, he says to Joseph, Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. You yeah. know, that that has a shadow of the New Testament, too, that everything's going to be according to God's word. Yeah. Even even John 5, 22, the Father hath committed all judgment unto the Son, it yes. says. Yeah, so in the portrait here, what we're going to see is a, right now, where we're ending the 37th chapter, Joseph is in kind of a low place. He's been sold off into, if you will, bondage and slavery in Egypt. Yeah. And in a few chapters later, you're going to see how he's exalted. And Jesus was kind of sold into the bondage and, if you will, the slavery of bearing the sin for us down in the world, which is like Egypt. And because one day God will exalt him. And I don't want to spoil the story, but most people probably have heard the story of Joseph before. And near the end of the story, he ends up saving everyone. Yeah. And the Bible story is that Jesus saves. The connection between Joseph and Jesus, 
Joseph saves them from famine by saving corn and bread yes. for all the people, right? And they would have perished without him, Amen. right? He yeah. saves them. And in the New Testament... So he's a savior, a picture of a savior. Yeah. That's, a physical that's, savior that's for them. That's the big picture of this story yeah. is that Joseph is that savior. Okay. He saves them from that famine. Otherwise, they would have perished. And Jesus is the savior of the whole world amen, in the New amen. Testament. Yeah. Well, that's in that John 5, verse 39, um, here's, here is the life. John 1 talks about he's the life. He's the life giver. Right. right? He is life. Yes. Right? <laughs> that's he's life incarnate. Yes. Right? So he's talking to these guys. He says, search the scriptures. And that's how we find out about this life. Right. The, and and it's likened to you were talking about food in Matthew 4, 4. He talks about uh, that man shall live by every word. That's what we live by the word of God. Right. Amen. But he says, search the scriptures for in them. You think you have eternal life. Right. And they, they are which testify of me, uh, testify of me. But you will not come to me that you might have life. Here's the life giver. Right. Yeah. Standing right there. And and Joseph is a, like a type of that. Right. And when the brothers show up, he's got the bread. Right. He's got the life. Right. And they're coming out of a place where they're, they're starving yes. physically. Yeah. But we, as if we're not Christians, we're starving spiritually. Correct. Yes. And we need this bread of uh, life. Our soul is famishing. Yes. And, and the Lord will not suffer the soul to famish. He said he'd make provision. And they testify of me that verse, search the scriptures. And yes. he says, so even when you're reading about Joseph, it's testifying that he's like I am. He's trying to lead you to me. And really, it's one of the greatest stories ever. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's oh, yeah. such a good story. Yeah. It's not a hard read. No. It's a, it's a, it's no. a good read. And... and <laughs> Some of the things that we see early on in chapter 37, in verse 2, we see Joseph, he's feeding the flock with his brethren. And it reminds me real quick in the New Testament, in uh, Gospel John one eleven, the Bible says, He came unto his own, speaking of Jesus, and his own received him not. And there's, a, 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 there's so many different connections between Joseph and Jesus, and there's one of them. Uh, and, and he was feeding his own. Yes. So you were in Gospel of John. Yes. Uh, and later on in the Gospel of John, a, a few chapters later, you were in the first chapter, and it was just giving a narrative introduction. But one day, um, uh, the, the, Jesus was at a big feast. He lifted up his eyes. He saw a great company coming to him. And he, he said, you know, we need to feed these people. And Philip said, how are we going to do this? And, and Jesus said, okay, just have them sit down. And he took the loaves, and he gave thanks and he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to them that sat down, and they fed 5,000 men, and there were 12 baskets left over to feed every one of the 12 disciples. And here Jesus fed his own. Amen. Yeah. The, the, the Jews. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And, and, you know, he's being a shepherd early in the story, Joseph is. And in John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Right. And, and so you can't go through the story of Joseph without seeing this is not a quinky dink. This yeah, is they, not just a coincidence. Yeah. This is one thing after another, after another. So this picture of Joseph of being the beloved son, and he was specially loved, right? A son of his old age. Um, uh, Micah 5.2. 
Yes. All yes. son of the old age. Right. Eternity. Yes, exactly. Right. Now, that's a great, let me find that passage because that's a good one. That's I another one. right here. You got the it, brother? Thing? Okay, yeah. go yeah. ahead. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah. Now, this is a, the kind of prophecy most people think of. Correct. When they think of prophecy. And it's talking about where where uh, Jesus is going to come from. Correct. He's going to be incarnate. And uh, among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel. And you were talking about him sitting on a throne. He's going to be a ruler who's going forth had been from, from of old, from everlasting. Everlasting. He didn't have a beginning. He didn't have a start. Yeah. He's eternal. He's from everlasting. He came from the veil of and heaven up there with the Father to come down the son to of find his old amen. age. Yes. So another parallel between Joseph amen. and Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and as those words are ringing in your ears, that's how it ends in verse 3 of chapter 37. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors, right? Yes. And like you said, old age. And then also in Matthew 3.17 of Jesus and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I mean, the connections go on and on. I'm yeah. sure we're missing some. There's probably listeners oh, saying, oh, you missed just, this one. Yeah, just in <laughs> this just this one chapter. I mean, we could easily get 30 parallels. Yes, yeah. Uh, I've got 16 written down here, and we popped up a few more while we're talking. (laughs) I mean, it's all over the place. And that's why why God makes it so you can read this book over and over and over. And probably discover a new one the next time. And and, yes, absolutely. And and we're told, you know, it's it's not just, you know, we talk about read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. How about meditate on the Bible? That's good. How brother. about meditate on these words? Think on these things. You yeah. know, that's when sometimes when we think and we're sitting here talking and stuff, a lot of times I'm like thinking about things and like thinking about parallels or whatever. But there's other verses, that, like you said, I, I, I know this verse. I, I've read this verse a hundred <laughs> times. And then all of a sudden, wow, I never saw that before. Amen, amen. You know, something just jumps I, I out at you. That. Yeah. That's, this is a spiritual but, book and the Lord can... It's like a spiritual gemstone. He, he likens it to precious gemstones, and he can show you a new facet you've never seen before. Yeah. Amen. Well, once we're born again, yes. the scriptures also talk about being illuminated. There, and I, I don't know about you, but I got cataracts in both <laughs> eyes. Right? It's kind of if it's dark or dim, that's when I have. Even after having my lenses replaced, sure, I have a hard time seeing. So what do I do? Turn the light on. Okay. Yes. Okay. The Holy Spirit is the light that yeah. illuminates these words. Amen. Amen. And he might just illuminate one phrase out of a, out of a verse, and that thing will pop right out to you because he's saying, "Hey, see this right here." Yeah. Amen. You know, I was Amen. just talking to a friend the other day. Um, it's like you know, God is trying to get through to you when you're talking in church, and Micah five two comes up, right? And, oh, wow, okay, yeah, you know, it, it might be a different verse. It's something God's Whatever, trying to show Whatever, but God's you, right? reminding you of a verse. But it, let's say it's Micah 5, 2, and, and, I, and I get out in the car and I put on the Christian radio, and they're talking about Micah 5, yeah. 2. <laughs> that <laughs> stuff I, happens. Hello. Yeah, oh, it happened, the Lord's it, trying to wake you. It's yeah, before yeah, over yeah, and over yeah, and over, and it's yeah. like, I can't get away from it. Yes. Yeah, right? You know, right. it's like everywhere I look, I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I finally get it. You, you know, you had to tell me 10 times. But. And, and that should be the reaction of anybody reading the story of Joseph. 
I mean, you should have that reaction of, look, God's telling me over and over, look at these things. Look, just look. It's all right there. Sure. You know, uh, Joseph's name means abundance. And Jesus' name means Jehovah saves, the name of Jesus. Sure. And it reminds me in the New Testament of uh, in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I will give you life and give it you more abundantly. Yep. Right. Yep. And Joseph, like I said, Joseph's name means abundance. I, I read one other place and I, it might be actually, I wanted to go back to where um, she had the child. Yes, it's in um, chapter 30 and verse 24. And uh, when it, verse 22, God remembered Rachel because she had been barren for a long time and Leah and the other girls were having children and she wasn't. And uh, God hearkened to her and opened her womb, verse 23, and she conceived and she bare a son and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And verse 24, and she called his name Joseph, it's in verse 24, and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. And Joseph also means to add. Yes. And one of the things uh, Joseph does, the, the Lord Jesus Christ adds to his church one at a time when people come to him. Amen. That's how the church is built up, is coming to Jesus Christ. If you don't come to Christ, Adrian Rogers, his great invitations, come to Jesus, yes. come to Jesus. It's through the greater Joseph, Jesus, that he adds to the church, yeah. Well, Adrian used to say all the time that he that honoreth not the son, honoreth not the father. Right. And you've got to have the son in order to be able to get to the father. Yeah. Even, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. I always recommend to people, if you're listening there at home and you're wondering, uh, I want to check out a good website today, check out Love Worth Finding. Yeah. They, uh, Adrian Rogers was probably one of the greatest preachers in the last hundred years. He does a, a phenomenal and a beautiful job of taking a portion of scripture and drawing the lessons out of it. And showing and, Jesus. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And love worth finding. LWF.org. Th that is LWF.org. Yeah. There, thank you, brother. So I was just thinking about this story overall. If you go forward in the story in the next few chapters, Joseph suffered. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He suffered. And the end result was the salvation of those that rejected him. Those Amazing. that tried to kill him, the, those that planned to kill him, yes. those that hated him, and he suffered to save them. That's that's the end of the story. And he forgave them. Right. Yeah. But Jesus in First Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 18, he suffered for our sins. Yes. yes. I mean, the the payment that Jesus paid for our sin cost him something. Yeah. He he uh had a sacrifice. He was the sacrifice for our sins. A sacrifice is something it's not a good generally a good thing, you know. You have to like in sports there's a sacrifice play or whatever. You're going to sacrifice something that you don't really want to in chess. You, yeah. you might make a sacrifice. Yeah. A sacrifice to a to, pawn or an a right, rook or you something. Sacrifice yeah. a piece. Yeah. You don't want to give up the piece, you want to keep the piece, but he he had one sacrifice for our sins forever. He condemned sin in the flesh, Romans 8, 8, 3. John 1, uh, G, uh, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the, of the world. Amen. And he suffered, but he also bore our sins on his own self. Yeah. 
God himself bore our sins. When I think of bearing something, I think of a heavy burden, a heavy weight. Putting that thing. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. something, you know, like that pushes you down. Yeah. You know, you're bearing that, bearing up that, that weight. So he bore our sins in first Peter uh, chapter two, verse 24. He died for our sins and he wants to just give us life. Amen. But why do people reject that? What's wrong with Jesus that they reject him when all he did was lay down his life? You talked about he wanted to give us joy. He yeah. wanted to give us life and life more abundant. Right. But but when we're before we're Christians, we're we're so blinded, we can't see it. We can't see the joy. We can't see the the peace. We can't see all these benefits. He wants to give us all these benefits that come along with salvation. It's not just about eternal life, although it's that, but he also gave us an inheritance, a heavenly inheritance. And when I think of an inheritance, you know, you think of these guys have a lot of money, yeah. right? That's what, right? You're He's the heir. He got the inheritance, right? And he's got like uh, some big... I don't know, big factories, businesses, he's got properties. Sure. What does our heavenly father have in heaven for us? What are we going to inherit? Well, the inheritance inheritance. that that, that we get here only lasts as long as we do. Yes. I mean, even if if, if Bill Gates were to leave to any one of us, everything he has, we're going to have it until we're gone. And then then it's all gone. We don't have it anymore. But but when (laughs) God... And Jesus gives you an inheritance because you said he's from everlasting to everlasting. It's forever. It's an eternal inheritance. Yeah. And he he gives us a down payment. We talked about a couple of shows ago. ago. So we have that earnest, the down payment of that inheritance too. And that inheritance is not just eternal life. There's more to it. Oh gosh. Yes. Well, right. He mentions it as a promise and this is the promise that God hath promised even eternal life. It says in first John. Yes. Right. And that's what God is offering. And you know, you were talking about carrying that heavy load, that burden, right. And right in this chapter, uh, verse 31, they killed a kid of the goats. You know, in Leviticus chapter 16, it talks about the scapegoat. It's the scapegoat. It's Leviticus 16 verse, uh, I forgot where it was. Uh, Let me see here. Leviticus 16 verse 8 talks about the scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. And it just happens to be goat's blood that they dip Joseph's coat into. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Exactly. So there has to be a shedding of blood. God himself he purchased the church, what, Acts 20? He purchased yeah, with 20, his own yeah, yeah. blood. His own yes. blood, Christ. I mean, it's just mind-boggling that the God of this universe would lay down his life for something like like me. And bear the like burden me. of our sin. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't have to. Right. Yeah. And, and Joseph, but he did. through the Bible, there's no mention of any sins from Joseph. Now, that doesn't mean he wasn't a sinner because all men are sinners, but it just doesn't mention any sin. And that's a good type for the Lord Jesus Christ, right. because in the book of Hebrews, it says of Jesus that uh, chapter seven of Hebrews, verse 26, it says that he's holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. And so he's not one of us right. <laughs> separate from sinners. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Joseph, he was. I guess we kind of covered the fact that he was a truth speaker, even if they didn't want to hear the truth, right? Um, yeah, that's interesting because God gave him those dreams, which were prophetical dreams 
actually about Jesus. I mean, I have this dream. We were binding our sheaves in the field and my sheaf arose and uh, stood upright and all your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. Now, now here we're looking at Jacob and we're looking at his children, the patriarchs of Israel. And it's a prophecy of the fact that all the tribes of Israel that are saved are going to bow down before the resurrected Jesus Christ. My sheep stood up. I hear, I here's yeah. my body standing up out of the grave resurrected and you're all going to bow to me. And so he gives this, this prophetical dream about Jesus. But it was also answered in the lifetime of his 11 brothers. Oh, the that's Israelites. true. In type. Yeah. And in type, he told them the truth and they didn't what? Didn't believe, did yeah, they? No, no. He told them the truth. In John 8, Jesus says, and because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Another yeah. parallel. Again, yes. Joseph told them the truth. They didn't believe. Yeah. They rejected him. And he was the life giver. He was the one that gave them life because they would have been dead. So, so we're coming yeah. to the end of the program today. And we've been looking at, and we want to talk more about Joseph next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Because it's a way of talking about Jesus. And we always want to talk about right, him. Right. So, so as we finish the program today, what we're observing is Kevin, you're, you're noting that Joseph told the truth. Jesus always told the truth. Nevertheless, the Bible gives us the truth. And for some reason we t bristle against the truth. There was a man in the new Testament that met uh, Jesus by the name of Saul of Tarsus mm. and, and, you know, through a number of years, God was trying to give truth to Saul. And finally, when he met Jesus, Jesus said, it's hard to kick against the pricks, isn't it, Saul? You've been, this, this truth has been rubbing you the wrong way for a long time. And that's what we, we, we have this program, What is Truth? And we want you not to rub against it, but to receive it. And we'll be with you next week. We're going to continue our studies on Joseph. And until we do, take some time and search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.